Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. THQ produced some of the best wrestling games ever, but they didn't stop at crafting superior digital wrestlefests. Oh no, these developers also predicted WWE's future. Who knows if WWE consciously poached these ideas? I mean, it's hard to see Vince McMahon sitting down to play SmackDown vs. Raw 2010 after all. They are damn spooky nonetheless. With that in mind, I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, and these are nine wrestling video game moments that became real. Number 9. The Legacy Implosion WrestleMania 26's triple threat between Randy Orton, Ted DiBiase Jr. and Cody Rhodes was supposed to prep WWE for the future. It was a teasing glance into Vinnie Mac's crystal ball to see who was a future world heavyweight champion. Things uh, didn't quite work out that way for Ted or Cody. And also, THQ called the Legacy Implosion... First, SmackDown vs. Raw 2010's Road to WrestleMania mode included an angle that had the trio splitting into two distinct parts. On one side stood Randy, on the other, DiBiase and Rhodes. Both those young bucks were jealous of Orton's success and wanted to beat him on Mania's grand stage. The game launched in late 2009 and mere months later, WWE got the ball rolling on Legacy Split in time for the biggest pay-per-view of 2010 come spring. Number 8. EC. CW returns for good. In SmackDown vs. Raw 2006 The Season Mode, RVD takes the WWE title and announces ECW was on the comeback trail. Again, someone at THQ could have been tipped off on future plans here. WWE eventually brought ECW back, and that went well, as a third brand following the wildly successful One Night Stand 2005 pay-per-view. That, as most know, was supposed to be a strict one-off, but the McMahons decided to put their own spin on Paul Heckman's magic in the summer of 06. RVD went on to take the WWE belt from John Cena at One Night Stand 2006-2, thus echoing what had gone down in the game's story mode. Number 7. Eric Bischoff Gets Fired Eric Bischoff was kayfabe fired from WWE on the 5th of December 2005 episode of Raw. Meanwhile, SmackDown vs. Raw 2006 launched in North America on the 14th of November that very same year, and it, eerily enough, features a cutscene in the story mode that saw Vinnie Mac uttering his famous, you're fired, blast 
at Bish. DHQ's game once again saw it coming. They beat WWE's real-life creative team to the punch by a good few weeks. Of course, anyone paying attention to the product could see that Vince wasn't going to resist barking his familiar refrain at Eric forever. Even Bischoff had to know that this dramatic moment would come at some point during his one with the promotion. But it made for a fun in-game angle, though, and WWE liked it so much, they decided to make it a reality on Raw. Number six, the League of Nations. Is this pushing it? Ah, bollocks. The concept is pretty much identical. Sheamus, my best friend Wade Barrett, Drew McIntyre and William Regal meshed to form a UK-only faction in WWE 12. The idea instantly became something fans on social media declared a must for WWE in real life. And then in 2015, the League of Nations came along, replaced McIntyre with Rusev and Regal with Del Rio. And you've got Ireland, England, Mexico and Bulgaria forming an international stable who are all sick to the back teeth of the United States. It was standard xenophobic bollocks, but it just might have come from the then four-year-old game. After all, the British dynasty had spoken in-game about how they planned to take over and show Americans how wrestling was really done. The league had a similar vibe heading into battle against all comers a few years later. Number five, both world titles are unified. The first SmackDown vs. Raw game has been an underrated classic. In fact, if anything, the whole SmackDown vs. Raw series set the tone for future events like bragging rights. That's not the only future WWE plan spotted back in 2004, though their season mode peaked around no way out time in-game. And at that stage, Eric Bischoff could come out and challenge your wrestler to a unification champion vs. champion match at WrestleMania, which sounds rather similar to the eventual Randy Orton vs. John seen about at TLC 2013. Randy unified the WWE and old world heavyweight belts on that pay-per-view. Basically, it's entirely possible to do that with Orton a full nine years before it happened in real life wrestling, which is pretty bonkers. Number four, the Women's Royal Rumble. You might not remember this, but there was a Divas Rumble in SmackDown vs. Raw 2010. It's true, the match was part of a Road to WrestleMania jaunt centered around Mickie James. Eight years later, WWE produced their first ever Women's Royal Rumble match in a bloody time too. That's not the only parallel either. In the Divas version, James enters rather late in the brawl, probably because the game demands you go on and win it. And come 2018, Mickey entered the Rumble at number 26. That's crazy, but so is the fact that THQ beat WWE to the whole women's Rumble thing by almost a full decade. Number three, Evolution reunites. Shawn Michaels' character was incredulous at the thought that Triple H would realign with Randy Orton and Batista in SmackDown vs. Raw 2009. The pair had been riding high as Degeneration X again, but the story called for Randy to get under Hunter's skin and coax him back to the old Evolution days. The game scriptwriters came up with this tale in 2008, and less than six years later, Evolution reunited for real in 2014. Better yet, Ric Flair was nowhere to be found in SmackDown vs. Raw 09, or the group's feud with The Shield either. He was weirdly missing from both reformations. It was so strange this happened in a video game 
and in reality. Number two, Brock Lesnar re-signs with WWE. WWE 2012 was released on the 22nd of November 2011 because that's how these things work. Brock returned on the 2nd of April 2012 episode of Raw to attack John Cena and kick his hat to the moon. In-game, he first shows up as a surprise run-in and one of your matches in the divisive universe mode. He felt like a big get for the revamped series at the time. THQ were going the annual sports franchise route with their WWE goods by that point and Lesnar had legit become one of the biggest sports stars in the world over in UFC. Seeing him back in a wrestling game was huge in late 2011. Number one, The Undertaker's streak ends. Right, it is amazing that this happened. 2K included a brand new defeat the streak mode in WWE 2K14. The whole premise was that players had to topple a hard as nails dead man on the grandest stage of WrestleMania. Difficulty was spiked, your character was weakened, and the whole exercise was deliberately grueling. The developers even included a customized WrestleMania 30 arena for the game that was doubly interesting because the pay-per-view was months away. In other words, 2K had no real idea what the Mania 30 stage or ring would look like. They played guesswork, and you know what? They did a good job. It's astounding to think that players could beat The Undertaker at WrestleMania 30 with Brock Lesnar before that shocking result came true. The Defeat the Streak mode naturally hasn't been spotted in subsequent 2K games, so maybe they already knew something fans didn't and wanted to pay tribute before it was too late. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.